upgraded. Yeah. Dropping nukes, no matter who produce it or who helmet. With this music, I'm a brute like Farouk with the blue helmet in the dungeon with the stoop. I'm getting the brew gelling, so these tracks get stretched like students of stool yelling. Word to Ellen, baby boy, the black heart, they ain't touching rust. Never been a nugget, but I'm telling them enough's enough. Time for a change in my prime, taking shine from the lames. Dominating with the lines for my brain, cuz. Yeah. Domination, resting bios and rated. That's a hell of a combination. This fella's uncommon. Any problems become a memory. Forever trying to stop my top guy energy. I'm one of one. All these comparisons be offending me. No friends. If you not my brother, you an enemy. One man gang. I never need any team while I'm chasing these dreams. I'ma get it by any means. Yeah. Y'all was patient now. Welcome back to the Why So Serious podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. We got Devin back with us as usual. Mike Camp couldn't make it this week for some reason, but uh, we got a special guest. It's called work, Brandon. It's called work, Brandon. That's why Mike couldn't make it. It's called work. work. So we got a special guest with us. We got my man Rich Fan from the PW Torch. What's up, Rich? Not much. Happy to be here. Happy to be here with the dynamic duo. I haven't seen y'all in person since New Orleans, though. Man, good times. Good times. We had a great time in New Orleans. So... Yeah, man, it's good to have you back, Rich. It's been a while, but uh, I was on Rich's show talking about Boggy. By the way, uh, if anybody gets a chance to watch this film, it is the most ridiculous film in the. No, it's not. Don't you do that. No, you ain't seen it, Devin. No, not Boggy. Boggy 3. The most ridiculous film in a good way that you've ever seen. Um, I think Rich said it was like Fast and the Furious meets Rambo, and I think that's a perfect uh, description of this film. Uh, it's a Bollywood film. It's subtitled, but that doesn't matter. Like you'll just enjoy it for all the explosions and fights and ridiculousness. It's so outrageous. Um, so yeah, if you get a chance, go check out the PW Tours deep dive in general. But when me and Jeff were on talking about Boggy, it was it was a great time. Um, all right. So uh, I asked Rich to come on today for our show. We're going to talk our normal stuff, but of course we're going to talk a little bit about the election because how can you not like? It's still going on. Um, yeah. Oh, looks like black people are about to save America again. I think I think we're about to save them again. Uh, I mean, black women. Bombay. Black women. We're about to <laughs> open them portals up. Bombay. <laughs> yo. Get the shields going. Yeah, yeah. Bollywood movies don't get enough appreciation over here, man. Them shit are, are everything. No, he's talking man. about Black Panther. Yeah, I'm talking about I'm the, the end the end game when you had all of a sudden and oh, and yeah, the portals, yeah. that's the mail in votes. The best mail in vote yep. me I saw was the DK Metcalf running down uh yeah. with, uh, <laughs> Baker and they put Biden's face on him. That was really good. Yo, that's hilarious, yo. So oh, where man. we stand right now, Biden has depending on what news organization, he's got two fifty three or two sixty four. Um, depending on the news organization, if they called Arizona. Yo, how do how do you feel about that shit though? Like Fox News is like, man, we done with this shit, man. Well, it's, it's a wrap. I, listen, I'm not into giving Fox News any type of credit at all, but Fox News actually act, acted like news the last couple of days. Like they have, they've been called yeah. like the, their news department. I've heard has always been decent, and they're they get into like like I've read articles about how there's like internal fight between like the actual news people. And then all the terrible people, opinion people, because the actual mm-hmm. news people feel like they lose credibility because of all the other shenanigans that goes on there. 
Why you think my man Shepard left, yo? Shepard was like, I can't even get down with this shit. Man, yo, I be seeing Shep's face sometimes when he be interviewing these people doing his show. Yes. And the, and his his eyes are dead and you're just like... And then, like, yo, Shep be plugging the shit out of his show uh, on uh, CNBC, yo. This the yeah, truth, just around. the news. There yeah, was, <laughs> there the was truth. a clip the other day with, like, Kaylee McEnany on Fox News. It was, I think it was yesterday. And she was talking about how, like, we want the votes that come in before the election. And the Fox News anchor, this woman was like, um, that's what they're counting. She was like, yeah, but we want the votes to come in before. And she's like, yeah, these people voted before the election and now they're counting it. Like, I had never seen Fox News push back on these Trump people. Part of it is I think they see the writing on the wall and they're like, uh, it's time to jump ship. Who's next? But what they don't know and what I want to talk about, Rich, about part of this is I think Trump is going to lose, obviously. I think it's a wrap at this point. But I think he's going to run again in 2024. Y'all think if he's alive, I think he's running again. I mean, if he's not in jail? I was going to say, if he's not in a country that doesn't have extradition laws, (laughs) I think he's going to be worried about, like, dysentery or something like that. I don't trust Uh, our legal system to prosecute him. Oh, never underestimate the pettiness of the New York State Attorney General. They've been waiting for him for that day 502 (laughs) bong bong. So, Rich, what are your thoughts on, like, kind of how things have played out so far uh, in the election? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was talking with a friend of mine, Will Cooling, who does stuff on the torch. And he also has a, a podcast he does in England uh, for politics about how it is interesting how AP and Fox use a different reporting service for their uh, election ballot results. And CNN, NBC, MSNBC use a a, a different so that's why that 264 253 thing is there but it's also this game of chess now which is weird because if you go by the same logic they used to declare arizona they should have declared nevada yeah, by now yeah and if they do that it's over, it's over. and they don't so, want to do that because they don't want to call it over right <laughs> and then it's like they'd want pennsylvania to be called but pennsylvania has the lawsuit that went down as i mentioned before we started recording where uh, we had here in, the, in, in Pennsylvania, uh, there were, in Pittsburgh in particular, Allegheny County, we had 30, about $30,000, 30,000 uh, ballots that were sent with the inappropriate people assigned for the uh, different down ballot races. So they had to reissue them. And so they're checking those. And there was a court order to stop counting of those ballots until they were checked Friday and vetted to be able to be counted. And so that's, that's what they had a tweet that came out yesterday or now today days are starting to bleed in guys i'm sorry <laughs> that 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 alleged like basically folks were taking the day off like they took a personal day and they'll get back to it tomorrow i was like that's so irresponsible and it's an administrative day it's yeah, like no, yeah, it's an I mean, administrative day because a lawsuit it wasn't like i'm sick y'all i'm gonna, I'm gonna show up somewhere else nah and so that that's, that's interesting yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, then that. you look at the, the 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 way that uh Georgia. And I mentioned that to Will and I'll mention it to y'all. The biggest thing I think about this election has been whether it's you're talking about the micro of Georgia or the macro of the United States voting the way it did uh, has been the pettiness of the president and how that bit him in the butt. Because if he had just done what he did every time in life, someone else does something, you slap your name on it and take credit. Mm -hmm. He could have kept Obama and Biden's uh, pandemic response unit and called it the Trump response unit. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to add on to the Affordable Care Act and 
become the hero during this uh, time with COVID. He could have called it. Uh, he could have called it Trump Care, and I would have been. We would have been very angry at the the, the insanity of that. But he could have gotten away with it. He absolutely. He could have given everybody yeah. a two thousand dollar a month stipend. He did that with the AMMCA. That's essentially mm-hmm. NAFTA, just with a new yeah. name. Right. <laughs> Like he could have done all these so many different paths, but then when you get the Georgia and the pettiness of their governor leading to Stacy stepping up and mobilizing that state to the point where not only do we have the possibility or cert- almost near certainty at this point that Georgia is going to flip blue for the first time since Deepalm was seven years old, we're also going to have a double runoff in January that will determine what Senate looks like, and that's all because pettiness. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane to me. And that Senate race, by the way, is going to be the single most expensive race, a runoff in the history of this country. Like, the amount Correct. of money in media yes. that's going to be... Like, I don't think people understand what's going to happen in December and January. Like, Georgia is going to become, like, the center of the political world like it's never been before. Um, and so I'm very interested to see about that. Also with Nevada, like... 90% of the vote that's out is in Clark County. Clark County makes up 80% of the entire state's population. It goes blue. It's a wrap in Nevada. But they, like Rich said, yeah. they don't want to call it. But by any metric, you're like, okay, do we think Trump's going to win 57% of the rest of the vote? No. There's no chance no. that he wins 57% of the rest of their vote. So it's really over. And Arizona, I mean, I guess, you know, I lived in Arizona, so it's kind of weird for me to see Arizona going blue. Like that's just very weird for me. No, it's so it's so weird. It's so, again, a state that didn't didn't um, didn't uh, observe Martin Luther King Day until the late two thousands, like like two thousand ten or two thousand eleven or something like that. Yeah, like something ridiculous. Yeah, it's mad weird the fact that Arizona might go blue, but like oh, that goes back to your point. Huh? That goes back to pettiness. Yeah, because remember, this is like when a Sarah lot of folks, Joe. and we'll get. To, when we get to some of those people, uh, when we talk about Stacy and my guy Fetterman, et cetera, but th- when people talk about 2016, they talk about, well, Hillary didn't go to Michigan. She didn't go to uh, Wisconsin. She didn't go to Pennsylvania enough. He wasn't showing up in Arizona because he hated the man that died there mm-hmm. to the point where his widow went riding for Biden. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, I, I if I had the ability to go to the president of the United States. I'm like, you're lucky the Bushes didn't have the temerity mm-hmm. to step up because you would have been washed. You would have been Mondale of the 21st if the Bushes, century. If the Bush, if, well, if George W. would have came out in Texas. And Jeb. Even Jeb would have been like, don't they esta los... Oh, yeah. A wrap. But here's the thing. So, like, Arizona also... But here's the other thing with Arizona and Georgia. It's not just Stacey Abrams and Cindy McCain. The Democrats, mm-hmm. people always give the DNC and the Democrats grief for a lot of shit. And some of it is justified. But the Democrats had a plan like 10 years ago to like, they saw the change in demographics in Georgia. They saw the change in demographics in Texas. They saw the change in demographics in Arizona and Nevada. This is like 10, 15 years ago. They saw these things changing. They saw the Latino vote in Nevada and in Arizona, all these young Latino voters coming up of age they saw the black influx in atlanta of all different classes from low class middle class upper class rich all in atlanta in texas if the all the people from california and oregon and massachusetts and new york 
moving to Texas because of tech jobs and, and such. They saw these things happen and they put in the infrastructure to try to build these things out for the future. And for me, I never thought Texas was going to go blue this time. I always no, thought they were early. looking, they were aiming for 2024. Like the next one is the year that Texas really will probably actually have a really good chance. And they were, they were, it's two points. It's, I mean, Trump's going to end up winning by like two and a half points. So it's not even like he destroyed in Texas. But Arizona, what's happening this year is the, is what happened, what they put up. They, they put these work in 10 years ago. They mobilized these Latino voters, young Latino voters out there. The Sheriff Joe thing completely backfired on him, on that state. Everything that mm-hmm. he did completely backfired on that state. That's what led to cinema winning last time. And that's what's leading to this now. It's, it all started with Sheriff Joe mobilizing the Latino voters. And then Stacey Abrams came in in Georgia. The Democrats have always thought Georgia could be something because of Atlanta and how big of a uh, metro center that is. But Stacey and the Abrams, outside, in the, yeah, in the suburbs of Atlanta and then the different counties of Atlanta. Just do that. Stacey Abrams also went down to Albany, to Georgia, Savannah, where there's and, HBCU and Savannah and these places. Because there's a lot of black places in Georgia that are rural. And you turn those people out and then you maximize Atlanta and then you get what we have here. Um, and it's only going to keep going forward, even if for some crazy reason Biden doesn't pull it out. Like four years from now, there's only going to be more. It matter, black, yeah. There's only going to be more yeah. black people in Georgia. Like there's only going to be more black people who are able to vote in Georgia. Like that number is only increasing. Um, and so, like, it's been really good to see for that because I saw so much people on Twitter. I know you saw this too, Rich. Like the other day, people were just like, "Damn!" They were like, "Oh, this is bad." And I get, I get it, right? I get like. People wanted to see a repudiation of Trump. They wanted to see three forty-five yeah. to to one hundred nine or something like that. Like they wanted to see they Texas and yeah. Florida blue. They wanted to see Jamie Harrison win in South Carolina, and like they wanted to see all the Ohio go back blue. Like they wanted to see like they forgot what America was. Yes. That's that's what they're yeah. They forgot yeah. what America was and what America's always shown us. Um, and then like you know it it's crazy. But anyway, I want to like stay on Georgia. John Asseroff, man, he's a star because he was also he been flaming my man uh Purdue up. He was flaming him up. Like those, like if they could ever get on YouTube when they're on YouTube and stuff, those debates, man. All David the Purdue ain't never been bad for Republicans. Like, I watched the Jamie yeah. Harrison Lindsey Graham one live, and I said, like, if 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 racism didn't exist, no yes. sane person could watch those two up there on the stage and be like, you know what, I'm gonna go with Lindsey Graham. And by the way, yeah. Lindsey Graham is a he made all that stuff himself. I'm not saying Lindsey Graham was a good person, but before Trump, I used to watch because I was a big political nerd. I would watch Lindsey Graham get up on the floor and sometimes and be like, "I fuck with Lindsey a little bit." Yeah. Sometimes say things that were against his party. Sometimes, and he used to be really good friends with John McCain, and he was like, he was mm-hmm. never good. Like, I don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this because there's no good Republicans, but he wasn't spineless. The craziest thing about the Republican Party is not the complicitness with racism. It's the spinelessness. Like, I'll, I said this on Twitter, like, the thing with Trump is that Trump's not the worst president we've always had, ever had because he's no. racist. Because there's been a lot of racist presidents. That's not what makes him different. It's that he's incompetent and he's selfish and he's terrible. And it's obviously not good for anyone. And the one thing that, like, I used to think Republicans would at least have a spine for like these institutional things that like they used to pretend to care about. Like even under George W. Bush, like 
they didn't. They used to question some of the things that Dick Cheney did sometimes. Like those mm-hmm. things that happened. Like a lot of people don't remember yeah. that, but like that happened. And so like Trump gets in, and they just completely just fall in line. And a lot of that is because, and this is why I say twenty twenty two is. I looked at the twenty twenty two race. Right, the only blue senators that are up are like Maryland, New York. Like it's just a bunch of places that aren't going to go red. But you have like Ohio. You have up, you have Ron Johnson in Wisconsin, you got Rubio in Florida, you got Chuck Grassley in Iowa. It was like a couple other ones in like states that you're like, oh, this could go a different way. El Toomey in Pennsylvania, he's up in 2022. So like, the thing about Trump that people don't talk about is Trump absolutely turned out tons of voters that never voted before. Like, yeah, if you look no, at some of these turnout rates in these random rural areas, they'll have like, 10,000 people in the whole town and you look up and it's like 6,000 votes and you're like hold on like what's going on here like he's turning out all these racist white people who don't really care about politics but they like Trump's racism and if the Republicans with Trump not on the ticket go back to that normal Republican soft racism they're gonna lose a lot of people yeah those white people are gonna be like oh, I'm good and they, they, you know, they don't identify with that right because right, it's a cult right. of personality it's all about they they have completely made their party about Trump. And so the Democrats could mess it up because, you know, they believe in stability to the detriment of them. You know, like it, it, it kills me that like they they'll never rebuke what Republicans say, but they'll get off message by trying to skirt around the real issues. And saying, well, well, my opponent's not that bad, mm-hmm. uh, but never, never push their agenda or never push back against like that is absolutely wrong. And my constituents or, or just the American people need to know that's a lie, you know, like and it's crazy. It's just just to see the the dilution of, of this civility, morals and all this other shit. It's just in our nation. I mean, we are and racism is definitely prevalent, prevalent but just to know that. Our morals as a country have definitely gone because of the president. And this like this literally might be the Republicans last time in power for a very long time. Uh, well, the electoral unless they college get different... saves them. And here's the thing. A lot of people don't know this, but like it's pretty it's going to be damn near impossible to get rid of. The impossible to. Yeah. Because in order to get rid of electoral college, it has to be a constitutional amendment. Right. And so a constitutional amendment is not just like, oh, you get 51 votes in the Senate and you got a new constitutional amendment. No, you have to get two-thirds of the votes in the Senate. You got to get two-thirds of the votes in the House. And you have to get three-fourths of the states to agree on this. That's And that's the real thing. But they don't have to make an amendment as long as more states um, add on to uh, the, 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 the yes. addendum that would say mm-hmm. we're all going to collectively give our co- our uh, electoral college votes to the person with I more think votes. Got to get to what 26, 26 Yeah, 26 something like this. This more than half. This more than half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they got to get to twenty six. I mean, that's possible. I mean, it's possible, but it's possible. But they don't. Nobody keeps the same energy about this shit because you know what? If Joe if Joe Biden wins, guess what? People are going to be like, you know what? Because you know, oh, whatever. This, uh, this is the only democracy in the world where, at the end of this. Joe Biden probably is probably going to be up by 6 million votes or more. Like, literally, 6 million votes. And people are having a discussion like, I can't believe it was this close. 6 million votes! Like, it's about mm-hmm. to be insane. So, Rich, I got a question for you, just to go around the horn Shoot. really quick. Um, you're a Pennsylvania person now, uh, even though you're from New York. Uh, mm-hmm. 
You you see, you think the the trends are going to continue and Biden's going to overtake Trump pretty soon, Pennsylvania? As of a minute ago, he's at 58,000 votes behind and they haven't done Philadelphia yet. He's going to, it's not even going to be close. He's going to win by 100. Uh, Our former, uh, actually, no, he might even be a, uh, I'm trying to remember who is doing it. Uh, Our current lieutenant governor has been keeping track. Some other folks have been keeping track. Uh, He's going to win by 100,000 votes in in Pennsylvania. And so it's not, he's going to get 300 electoral votes or more. He's probably might even get 305, maybe 306, depending on how it goes with uh, the final math with uh, Maine 2, if they're done with that or whatever. Not main two. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, main two. No, he's, uh, he's going to get those two in main. He's going to get those two in main. Yeah. The, yeah. So Georgia, Devin and growth for you, Rich and Devin. Georgia, De- my, uh, Trump. I mean, Biden is down by three thousand votes right now. That's a wrap. It's about eighteen thousand it. votes left. He needs what, like fifty? That's probably what's, he's going to win by seven thousand votes. 50, Biden's going to win by seven thousand yep. votes. Yeah. He needs about fifty, fifty-five percent of those, fifty-five percent of those votes. You think he gets that? He's going to win by pulling seventy. Yeah, he's going to he's going to win by seventy, seventy, at least seven thousand votes. Yeah. Arizona, y'all think he's getting, keeping Arizona? Again, oh, it's County, it's, it's a wrap. Yeah, if Maricopa County. Yeah, Arizona's out of his hands. It was, earlier in the right. day, it was like four thousand, and then I was a little shook. Right now, he's a uh, tenth. It's eleven thousand. Eleven thousand. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Nevada. there's no way if we counted Maricopa, Maricopa County, it's the rat. And we gotta, we always have to go back to see what our country is really made of. Our country is made of these big cities, and then as far as democratically, we're made of these big cities, and then everybody else, they don't really care about you know anything that doesn't exactly reflect what they need in their cities, you know, or, or in their where they live. So. Yeah, a lot of people don't give a fuck about black people. Like, and it's not. I'm not trying you to know, take that as a racist. The whole system but... is just like. I mean, people don't like. I'm a big political nerd, but like, right. I often look at this. and I'm just like, if you actually look at like, like how the Senate is set up, right? So like, when the Republicans have 54 seats, they represent like, a so much less of the country than yeah. the people who have 48, like 46 seats, however many that is. Ge- Geographically, they they represent a lot of the country, but like. As they far represent as land, her not people. Yeah. Represent- yeah, that's why I like the, uh, if you guys saw the GIF, where they changed it into, instead of looking at it as states, looking at it as population centers, and that changes the whole way you look at the country, because it's like, and it's like, there's just swaths of places where there's no one. And I don't mean no one in the people getting offended and saying, this is plow-. like, there is no one. Like, I would There's hate to be the black there. Democrat in Alaska because you're like a one for 150, 200 <laughs> mile radius. It's like, oh, it's Bob. He's just, you already know what Bob voted. Everyone knows. It. Yeah. There's literally three red states in the country where there's people Texas, Florida, Ohio. I mean, that okay, are red. Yeah. Like, because North Carolina is not really red to me, it's purple. It's and so, yeah, Georgia is pretty much purple now. So, like, and Arizona's oh. purple now. Like, the rest of the red United States is. Nobody lives there. Like, you know, at, there's some people for, that live in Missouri. You know, there's some people that live in Indiana, but not that many. But you look at. But for like, example, for yeah, but Brandon, but for example, in Virginia Beach, where I am right now, there is more people in the city of Virginia Beach than in Montana. I mean, South Dakota and North Dakota put together and, and parts of Montana. This in my city. Harris County, if it was a state, would be the 22nd largest state in the country. 
That's a county yeah. in Texas. And that's Houston. Like and that's, and that's Houston, a bunch yeah. of black people. That's a Democratic state. Like it's so weird how we how we do these things. And I understand like a lot of it, a lot of the electoral college was racist. And I understand like even if you took race out of it, I could see why the Senate was created in a way. Because you have to. But like that world again, doesn't exist anymore. Like that world correct. does not exist anymore mm-hmm. the way it existed back then. Um, everybody has a TV in their home. Everybody has a TV in their home. Everybody can see who the president is. You know, everybody can see who works run for the like the the national office. So yeah, that it doesn't reflect what we need. Um, so the last thing on this election before I talk about the aftermath, then we move to other things. Um, is uh, Rich, what do you think is going to happen in the runoff? I think they're <laughs> going to get the seats. I think they're yeah. getting the seats. We're I talking about Georgia. We're both. talking about Georgia. Yeah. We're yeah. About I think they're going to get both seats. And I think the reason they're going to do it is because Biden and the, everyone realizes that you can't hide anymore. Like the reason Ozov did so well is because he ended each of those final uh, debates with these deaths are on your head. Like it wasn't any. And, and when the Democrats complained, like they had the conference call with the, the congressional Dems and they were saying, you know, I lost my seat. The seven or eight people who were losing their seats didn't say anything about anything this election. They applied, oh, wow. They tried to play it safe. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to talk about Medicare for all. They didn't want to talk about abolishing police. They didn't want to talk about nothing. They just wanted to say, hey, guys, I'm here. And that's not going to work anymore. So when you're in Atlanta, you're going to have two guys. And I love the uh, the Revenant. Yeah, the Revenant yeah. is like, well, he's going to be a silent killer. Because he's like, I know guys. I he's they got to start with. Yeah, oh, he's he got, got it. No, he's he got, got it. He got it. Yeah, yeah. The thing with Ossoff is, I looked at the count, and he's running mm-hmm. a little bit behind Biden. Which tells me that there were some Republican split tickets in Georgia. There were some yes. Republicans. Oh, yeah, without like, question. I don't like yeah. Trump, but I want to keep my Republican Senate and voted for Purdue. And I'm just worried if we can turn out enough people in a runoff to make up for that. But I think I mean, it's going like to be the push station, of. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the push of, because it happens right before the inauguration. Let's give the president an opportunity to get the stuff done we need done, or it's going to be the same thing that happened under Obama. You want to talk yep. about justices? You like you could point right to it. They got three justices. You want to talk to whatever budget he tries to bring forth, whatever cabinet members that McConnell's already claiming he's going to deny, like all that stuff that gets gone mm-hmm. if you guys if we show out and we get this done. And I think a lot, especially it's going to be, especially with the story of this being black folks into particular black folk and as part of persons of color coming together, yeah. black women in particular, mm-hmm. that black is women, going to be it in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And you, black you, women you make know that such a large percentage of Atlanta, disproportionately in Atlanta. Like, if you yeah. ever talk to black women who live in Atlanta, a lot of times they say it's like, ain't no man. There's no there man ain't here. No here. Like, there's no man yeah. here. Like and I know it's anecdotal, but it's like there's literally way more black women in the city, and they turn out. So that is why Georgia is what it is. Um, so all right, the last thing with this is, um, if we get a Biden presidency, and we get a Democratic Senate, Rich, do you see the Democrats finally being like, all right, we're taking our gloves off. We're not. We're not doing this no. anymore. Or are they going to do what they always do? No, Richie's still there? Yeah, I broke. I had a friend and it messed up my whole thing. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I I think um, the gloves are going to come off, but I think it's going to be 2022. 
And the reason I say 2022 is because I think folks like the folks, the ladies in the squad are going to run for Senate seats and <laughs> yes. start getting folks out the paint that are if ineffectual in particular in New York. That's going to be amazing because I think AOC is going to have that. You think he's going to, she's going to primary, primary Schumer. You think she's going to do it? A lot of people think she's going to get, <laughs> I think that's what the set set because she's been good. Unlike say a Bernie who kind of just did this stuff piecemeal all over the place. Kind of like I'm doing this, but then all on the side, here are my people like outside of the DNC with his uh, push, which didn't do so well, to be honest, looking at that. Uh, whereas AOC went, she was working 100 hour work weeks and every person she supported got in. And so mm-hmm. she's going to be the one. I mean, she pulled out a pro wrestling style. I am the woman of the people pre WrestleMania hype video before the election. I was like, listen, ma'am. You about to win the world heavyweight title at SummerSlam. I don't know what happened, but you got the book. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Just run with it. She's coming. I think that so I I initially wanted Warren to be education secretary. Secretary of State. I mean, no, no but, Secretary of State. That's right. Well, I wanted her to be education mm-hmm. secretary. Um, but I don't think you can afford to do that now. You can't afford to lose that Senate seat because they have a Republican governor in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Bernie. Not that I wanted Bernie to be anything, but they have Republican governor of Vermont as well. So you can't risk them appointing a Republican or if they wanted to be nice, some centrist Democrat. Like you need those two liberals in in your uh, in your caucus. But I do yeah. think Presley, I do think Markey, he just won in, in mm-hmm. Massachusetts this year, but he's old. It's entirely possible that in 2022, he's just like... Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna step down, and then they'll have a special election, and Ayanna Press. I don't know. You got. Win that. I don't know. You gotta. You gotta remember they got, they got Kennedy's. That's uh, the Kennedy. He's you know, not good. He just lost the primary. The Kennedy is a centrist. Like Markey is like 80 years old and more progressive than Joe Kennedy was, and that's how he won. Yeah. Uh, that race. Um, okay, so Rich thinks that, and then. The last thing is, what do you, Devin? What do you think happens with Trump? Um, I just loses. want, I just want us to be able to have that same energy when we saw black, brown people in the streets to call them, you know, looters and, and rioters. And um, these white people are going to have guns, so uh, I just need us to call that the same thing. Um, and let's make the rest domestic domestic terrorism a thing because uh, I've known all the white domestic terrorists I've seen in my whole life have been white white men. Uh, so let's make that a thing. And, um, yeah, white people hold other white people accountable for the terror terrorism they bring to black and brown people and society as a whole. Yeah. But what about Trump? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, Trump? Oh, I mean, he's going to tell people to go out and take up arms and if take their Trump, country back. What do you mean? If Trump doesn't get, um, arrested <laughs> or go on trial, Trump is going to buy OAN. I, I guarantee you, he's going to buy OAN, he's going to okay, rename no. it Trump TV, and okay. he's going to radicalize people, and it's going to be, like what you said, very dangerous, yeah. and I'm kind of scared. Yeah. Cause no, I'm very scared. He doesn't care about anything except himself. Like, he could care less. Like, that speech he gave today was... Oh my gosh. Like, scary. Horrible. Like, like, people are just like, oh, look at Trump talking shit, like, look at this terrible. But I'm just like, Yo, no, no, no. This is bad. Like, He's talking directly bad. to these people. Like, this is who he's talking to. He's talking directly to these people because he doesn't... He already knows he's going to lose. He don't care. 
He know he lost. He already know he lost. He yeah. doesn't care, but he wants to make this bad. Where's your music? Oh. Yeah, Rich knows that. Um, so yeah, so that was the election. Uh, hopefully we'll get a, hopefully we'll get a um a call tonight. Like that would be great. I'm not great. putting, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not. Uh... Oh, Biden just say... passed Trump. I oh, know he didn't. Yeah, it happened. It happened. That's close. In Georgia? I'm sorry. I had gotten a, I had gotten a call from my coworker because no. I got I got I got to catch up to her because there was nervousness. No, uh, I, oh, it just know, got closer. Me, it was just a big drop. He's only down. It's closer. What is that? Sixty. No, yeah, no, fifty-three thousand votes in Pennsylvania now. So it's yeah, it's oh wow, yeah, it's about it'll be if these keep coming in in the next two hours, Pennsylvania yeah. will be blue. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's looking good for us in that sense. Uh, where that goes, uh, Rich. All right, let's switch gears. Uh, Rich, next week PS Five, you excited? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm looking forward to it. I pre-ordered a disc base one. Me too. Uh, I'm hoping uh, that it's not crazy. Like it was with the Xbox One and the PS4, where everybody tried to log on at once and the whole thing crashes, and you're just staring <laughs> at the PlayStation Network. Like, sorry, dog. Uh, and that that's that's my goal. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Miles Morales because I know my son. Uh, he asked for Christmas for a PS5, and I'm like, I don't think we got two PS5s in the budget, homeboy. <laughs> but uh, playing Miles, like that's gonna be. Very, because he went as Miles for Halloween, Miles and the Black Panther. He like alternated for the for the like five feet. He went outside and then went back <laughs> in with my wife. Um, but yeah, that I think that's going to be really cool to see that and the graphics on it. And uh, I I've been you know in the quarantine. Uh, I was telling a coworker today I haven't spent money going to like Starbucks and all that, buying lunches like between Trey and school and uh, Melissa cooking. Or if I'm going to get something, I'm going to get something that's like cheap. I've saved like six, seven hundred bucks just from like commutes. Yikes. I was like, yeah. that went into like we got some games, we yeah. paid some bills, and I was like, all right, let me go get this uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Let me get this. Uh, uh, what what was the one that I'm, I'm playing about to start playing the uh, Watch Dogs? Watch I didn't want to play. Uh, full disclosure, I didn't want to play Watch Dogs until after the election because I got burned in 2016 <laughs> playing Mafia Three when the election went down. I was like, I'm, I can't. There's too many people. <laughs> already like especially like the scenes where you go in and it's like whites only for some of the restaurants you're trying to like go into and they're already calling the cops when i, like, I don't need this stress i don't oh, wow. like oh wow too yeah, soon this one too uh we have like a home theater that i'm building it'll actually be done next week probably so like projector screen mm-hmm. like project like a whole theater thing and so i got like this really nice 4k projector and i'm just like you know what i watch a ton of movies i could rent movies like stream them but sometimes mm-hmm. i like getting those 4k ultra blu-rays because they look re- they look and sound really 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 good when you get the 4k mm-hmm. ultra blu-ray so i was like let me get that disc drive i'm super excited for it i can't wait um i get to take a break from playing madden in this league that i'm in because that game's so terrible this year like it's just so bad and i'm in i'm in a league every year like a connected franchise with like 30 other people we play every year and I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this game's so bad. Even though I win all the time, but I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. And so I'm looking forward to finishing Ghost of Tsushima on PS5. I'm looking forward to Miles Morales. Like, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, getting this new system. And I heard it's like, I heard the SSD drive is like all-time great. Like, 
just incredibly fast, like something you won't believe. Uh, so like I'm really, really and it's small. To see that. Yeah, it's small. Although the system is like really big. Like I saw a picture of like the system is like this big. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's big. It's big. It's Starkiller base. They made Starkiller as like a a, a gaming mindset. I just got to get another hard drive because the hard drive I think it's going to be like 600 gigs, 700 gigs. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I need drive. at least, I need two terabytes, man. Yeah, I that's, you that's can't be playing be these Ubisoft what the games. Fuck? Yeah, small, Yo, small, that's. Um. um yeah. How do y'all feel about Call of Duty? Or I don't play like Call, Call of Duty because I suck at it. Yeah, I was going to say, Devin, I don't play it. And then this year, I'm like, yeah, that's what I saw. I really came it. up with the video game that gives us the reason we're set up like this in Latin America and South America. Like, like, hey, I'm going to work for him. I'm going to do some Reagan dirt. Like, I'm surprised they didn't call up my dude and have him be his own voice and be like, hey, Talk about it, Ali. Can you tell us about how the Contras did? How did y'all do this? Like, man. Um, Rich, you been, have you watched The Mandalorian? Yes. Yes. Uh, what do you think about season one? It's only one episode. What do you think about season two so far? With this uh, I, I I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm going to go by you as far as like what you want to talk you about. Can, all right, we're going to do a little bit of spoilers right now. Uh, so if you don't want to listen to, jump like five minutes. All right, go ahead. Okay. The thing that broke me was, first of all, Timothy Oliphant. Yes. If you put him in any series, I'm going to watch him. If you put him in Boba Fett's armor, yes. I'm going to start, like, floating. Like, I was like, is that? Is he? What? And then that ending sequence. Uh, Did you see that, Boba that Fett at episode, the end? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's like, I want my stuff, man. I need Fett my chain back. Without his armor on. <laughs> right? And that's perfect for me because... I, I was the kid that nerded out and read all the books. I can even go, like, if you go to my parents' house in Florida, they got boxes in their basement, or uh, their garage, rather, of my old Star Wars canon no longer exists books. And that was, was one of the ones, my favorite ones, was following uh, Boba Fett after the Mosaisley Cantina. Uh, it was Tales for the Mosaisley Cantina. It talked about how Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc, and he was kind of shook and threw the armor away. And they said that wasn't canon anymore, and Disney lied to me, and I love that they lied to me. Well, also, they spent an incredible amount of money to make that dragon. Like, mm-hmm. like the amount of money, that looked literally like top-notch movie quality. CGI. And that's why you gotta love Disney buying, yeah, ABC buying Disney. Like I mean, so Disney buying ABC. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, We're all winning because of Disney. Uh, so, Rich, who do, you, who do you think Sasha Banks is in this show? Do you think she's Sabine? Oh, Mike thinks she's Sabine from Rebels. No, I thought that was uh, no. Oscar I thought she's like a uh, yeah. Oscar's uh, Rosario. She's Ahsoka. Um, yeah. Ahsoka. I'm sorry, I always miss that. I'm so wrestling focused. <laughs> like Oscar. Uh, I think that's a good. I think that's a good one. I think that's a good guess. What What about you guys? I think she's one of the Inquisitors or something like that. Because I've seen her with the hood. Yeah, I don't know why she would be Sabine dressed in all black like that. Like she looks like a bad guy. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought she was like some type of like dark side person because you know the canon like now a force witch. The, yeah, because the emperor is apparently still alive, right? Because mm-hmm. we saw him in uh, the last Jedi. I mean, um, the Rise of the Skywalker. So I don't know. I feel like they're gonna do something with that. But like, I'm really into uh, this show. It's like a western. Like it's like it's literally like a modern western with sci-fi, which is so dope to me. Uh, Rich, are you watching Star Trek Discovery? I am, but I haven't watched this new season yet just okay. because with all of this, 
I haven't had a chance to. See. I'm gonna do it tomorrow now. You can best believe that. It's been it's so good. The new episode came out today. I didn't watch today's episode, but um, it's so good. But that that wanted me to lead to talking to you and Devin about this because Devin watches a lot of Netflix, which we'll get to his segment in a little bit. Um, but what do you think about the boys and then the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and then Star Trek Discovery going back to weekly releases on streaming sites as opposed to? Um, Dropping it all at once, the binge, the binge method. What do y'all think about that? Which one do y'all prefer? I prefer the weekly drops, uh, just because. Uh, Mike, I, I wish I love Mike so much, but like him saying the original Avatar is better than Core, it just it kills me. And yeah, no, I just because I like to watch an episode, give it like thirty minutes or or another hour or a couple of days, and then go watch another one because you want to process it. And if you keep binging. You have to, you just, you view it in a, a total totality of the story instead of really appreciating the character, what you what you just saw. So I like the weekly drop with the boys. Again, I got to sit with that shit I saw on Friday a whole week before I was like, all right, cool. Instead of just watching it all the way through. So I just appreciate the weekly drops. What about you, Rich? I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat because I look at it like this. Every time, as much as I love the first uh two and a half seasons of Daredevil in particular on Netflix. Uh, By the time you get to episode five or six, Mm -hmm. you've probably binged it to make sure that you're not, somebody's not tweeting something about an episode you haven't seen. And so it's like this version of FOMO that is just crippling because now you're trying to watch and watch and watch. And like Devin just did, if you are, you guys are watching a lot, like everything's mixed up. Like, okay, is this the black hand? No, like that was a, did foggy did. No, uh, and, and, and you're not getting enjoyment anymore. Whereas when something happens with Homelander, like Brandon seated, I'll just like sit through it on Twitter. I'm like, this dude, really? And then he does. Okay. I get, I'll, I'll come back next week. Same thing with the Mandalorian. If you gave me that last scene and then I got to jump to ready for next episode, yes, right. that, that doesn't give the weight or allow it to have the weight of what it was. Yeah, the one thing I love about I'm with both of you is I like the I like the suspense of having the weight. Like when Game of Thrones was at its peak, right? The best mm-hmm. thing about Game of Thrones is it would end and you would be like I need more. Uh, like, <laughs> when is it coming on again? And then you have the whole week, and you'd look at podcasts, and you'd read about it, or you or you'd talk about it with your coworkers. And it was just like this thing. When something gets that big, eventually it gets too big, and then it becomes everybody hating on it. But when it's going and it's great, it becomes this thing that like you talk about it. You talk about it with friends. You talk about it with family. You read about it on the internet. You listen to podcasts about it. You get excited, and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And then the next week is even better. And then it builds up and it builds up. When, you, when you're talking about good shows specifically, bad shows, it could be the opposite. But it builds up in that way, uh, in the way that you don't get that feeling with... Uh, you, it's a different feeling. Like when this Expanse came out, right? When I was catching up on the Expanse, um, I went back and I was rewatching Expanse. And it was, it was good to rewatch something in Binge because... I get excited because I kind of know what's coming up. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. And, and I end up finding myself up to like 3, 3 o'clock in the morning because I got into the expanse and I watched like six episodes in a row because it was so good. Like that feeling is good in some sense, but I can't wait till the next season of expanse comes out because I'm pretty sure they're not going to drop it all at once. And it's gonna So I did that with Rick and Morty this week. 
Mm-hmm. Like, because you know how season season four was disjointed. It was like a whole like four months before we got the rest of season two, the last five episodes. So I was like, damn, I really forgot about the first shit that happened in the first part of the season. Cause like even though that jacket episode is one of my favorite fucking episodes of all time, I forgot the season finale, even though I had watched it right sooner. And I was like, man, that shit was ever season four was fucking epic. Like it was fucking epic, yo. Um, Warner Brothers announced that Tenet is going to come to home video in December of some form. As well as should. Are y'all finally excited to see this? Because I know I really want to see this so bad, but I'm just I'm not going to a movie theater in COVID. But I'm so excited to watch Tenet. Um, what about you, Rich? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a buddy who went to go see it in the theaters. He asked if I wanted to. I was like, uh, that's not that's not for me, homeboy. That's not for me, player. Uh, that's, that's, uh, I, I I did wind up uh, watching the stream of it uh, oh, through you some saw it. fellows. Yeah, so I'm happy to see it in 4K though. I'm gonna that I will need to see on our TV and just enjoy. But uh, I'm happy that they to go to the movie theater. Somebody told me like this is a movie that you need to see twice, and I'm like, I'm yes. definitely not going to a movie theater twice. That is yeah, that's that first one. I, I got away with it. That second, mm-mm. that is definitely not happening. Um, Devin, I know you don't watch too much stuff, but are you going to try to watch Tenet on streaming? Uh, man, I really wanted to see that shit in theaters so bad, but uh, like a theater it was shot in um, yeah. Didn't he shoot it in um thirty five mag, thirty five millimeter? Yeah, he shot it in that too, so that would have been really good. But you know, man, I think yeah. it'll be good at home. I think it'll be good at home. I mean, four K. I mean, I'm definitely still here for four K, but so. Um, there was something else that I wanted to talk to earlier. But, oh, just on a side note, really quick. Um, right now on the Hindsight Show, we're doing um video game month. And mm, okay, um, Rasani, what up, Rasani? I watched Double Dragon last week. <laughs> that is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, people talk about video game movies and how bad they are. Man, let me tell you. Listen. I said, look, I, when we were trying to pick movies, I said, we're not going to do Super Mario Brothers because it's just terrible and I'm not sitting through that. So I was like, oh, let's do Double Dragon because I had never seen Double Dragon. And so I was like, I've never seen Dra- yeah. let's do Double Dragon. No, you don't, you don't want to watch that movie. There's no reason to watch that movie. Don't I do saw it. it when I was younger because I had a crush on Alyssa Milano. Oh, yeah. Alyssa Milano. Oh, I have seen it. Okay, I have. You know, yeah. I've seen it on USA. That's why, like, I saw it on USA back in the day. That's why I was like, and you know, with commercials, shit's always weird. And that was post like, Melrose Place, Alyssa Milano, too. Yeah. But that entire weird. movie, she's in like torn jean yes. pants and like acid wash. It's yes. like. Yes. Yes. After that was, we brought that up on the movie. Yeah. That was absolutely uh, exactly what happened. So, yeah, go check it out. But I wanted to say there's a film that we're watching in two weeks. We're going to have Lauren from The Two Woke Girls on. I don't know why she chose this, but have either of you seen Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li? Yes, I didn't know. There I think was, I have. I didn't know there was another live action. Street it's like Fighter. it's like it's like three years old or two years old, something like that. Should I yeah, that's right. That's right. And yeah. They have Michael Clark Duncan as Balrog, and um, and Neil McDonough as Bison. Neil McDonough as Bison. What is that? <laughs> okay, I didn't see that movie. <laughs> I was I, like, I, you see, I, I heard of it. But I, I it was like Michael it. Clark Duncan is bald. I was like, what? 
Yes. So somebody, that had to be one of his last movies. Yes. Balrog and Neil McDonough's Bison. I don't know what this is going to be, but um, I just wanted to talk about that on the show because sometimes <laughs> we do dumb things. Uh, Rich, have you been reading any comics recently? Yeah, I'm a little behind last couple of weeks, uh, especially. Uh, I've been doing a lot of trade paperbacks and I've been uh, like newer stuff. Not so much right now. I have them like I'm literally looking at my Ghost Rider long box and they're in there. Uh, but I've been reading. Uh, I haven't done any of the X of Swords yet. I have them. Uh, the big thing I've been doing now is I got an audio book uh, just to kind of relax since we've been locked in and stuff. Uh, the Sandman series. And so they had the series with all the actors. Mm -hmm. And so I got so into it. I also pulled the Sandman graphic novels to read along with it as I'm listening to kind of see how much they put. And it's a hundred percent for it, but it's just great voice acting. So I've been doing that. Yep. It is. Oh, I'm going to have to get that. Mm. I'm going to have to get that. Cause I, that, it's really good. Everybody talks about how great that run was from the Sandman run. and it introduces like now I fully get why Constantine exists in DC's universe. Like it, it, it oh, it was so good. And, or it is so I haven't finished it yet. It's so good. I've been doing that. Something's killing the children. Uh, what was the other one I'm reading? Have Once you read, in future, uh, the three jokers. I haven't yet. I have them in my bag. That's that's going to be a tomorrow thing. It's fascinating. I saw Cam was talking about how much he enjoyed it. Yeah. It was it's fascinating. It's really it was okay. really good. It was really well done. I thought it was gonna be like a money grab, uh, but it wasn't. It was like really thought out and well done. So you you'll enjoy it. You'll you'll really enjoy it. Um Devin, talk about yes, your main books. Also, I wanted to ask uh, you, Devin, what was that book you were telling me about last week about the finances? Oh, it's called Barefoot Investor. Barefoot Investor. Okay, barefoot. and again, it doesn't it doesn't translate as well because it's in it's in Australia and it, it talks uh Australia has different, you know, financial institutions and stuff like that. They have different, you know, structures in place, financial structures in place. But uh as far as the actually meets and potatoes of it, it's great. Um the best book I could I could give you this week is uh Tim Ferriss Top Tribe of Mentors. Uh it just has a ton of fucking knowledge and useful gems. Uh it's updated um and on audible it's amazing because again you get quick little snapshots every every person that uh contributed it's like a four to five minute like boom he asked like the same three questions and they they choose to respond back to him um whatever they want to and and you'll get a lot of uh things from intermittent fasting uh building uh your own sauna at your house uh the benefiting of fasting um uh health and health and beauty um things that you just won't you don't you know you wouldn't you wouldn't just hear every day uh, on tv which is amazing um and also um i've started this book called uh black book thinking i mean black box thinking uh by mark uh Snerden, uh and that's fucking phenomenal it just says why you should analyze your mistakes uh which is pretty which is great and then on the anime side I am now like on like episode eight of Legend of Korra season one. I love that. Uh, Rick and Morty season four did that, uh, binge that, which was fucking amazing. The the train, the fucking Polar Express fucking episode or whatever. Oh, the yeah, infinite that train, was great. Fucking, <laughs> fucking train. great. The reality yeah. train, just whatever it was called. Yeah. 
And then, uh, you know, the dragon episode is great. And then, um, yeah, I, I'm glad that we didn't talk about Rick and Morty. It's like, sometimes you like, you just want to love what you love yeah, without talking about, it. talking about it. Yeah. Um, and that, that shit with everything, the season finale was great. And, um, I didn't even, I always like, you know how, like, you know how they always have the end of the season and then they have the last cutaway after the credits. I didn't look at that and saw Rick, you know, actually like going to him. So, so I'm excited about season five uh, going forward. And then, um, did you ever this, watch uh, the Transformers anime on Netflix? Yeah, I didn't care for it. It was really good. The Cybertron, um, when they did it in 85, 86 or whatever, uh, it was better. It's just more raw. Um, and I don't know that, you know, you can do Transformers over again, man. They keep doing it over again because people do love Transformers. But they just never can get the storytelling right for me. Um, and Did you ever watch I'm that, good on it. The War for Cybertron? Yeah, War for Cybertron. I saw some of it, but then I kind of fell out, to be honest. Yeah. See, like I said, like, yeah. If they did a whole animated movie about, you know, Cybertron, I think I'd give it to. But, like, to extend it out that many episodes, like, it's really, I don't really, I can't, I'm not invested like I should be. Because um, mm-hmm. they, they have to introduce characters that you don't give a fuck about. And when you do that, you lose me. Um, so. Uh, Mike, some updated on Mike. Mike's car is going to get fixed. We talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago. So no Tesla Cybertruck for Mike. Um He's a little, he's a sad. He can't, he's not getting a Tesla Cybertruck. Um, but speaking of Tesla, did you know he Elon Musk is selling Tesla Kila? So it's a Tesla tequila. It's in a bottle that looks like the shape of a lightning bolt, and it's two hundred and fifty dollars per bottle. Do you plug it in? Can I can I interest you in some Tesla tequila? Does it have nanobots in it? Does it have nanobots in it? If it has nanobots in it, and I'll and I'll do phenomenal things for the the amount of time that I'm inebriated. I'm all for it. Like if I could jump higher inebriated, or like oh, I can oh, run through a wall. Me. I haven't drank for like I've had like some wine here and there, but like I haven't had a drink in like a long time. And I said I am not watching this election night without having a drink. I'm just not. Oh yeah. I'm just, oh yeah. I'm not doing this. I'm just not doing this. So me I and had, my homegirl, my my homegirl went to three bottles. I'm just, I'm just like not doing it. I just, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, no, I just couldn't do it. I, <laughs> that wasn't going to work out. Like that. the craziest shit about it, though, right? Real shit is in your rational mind. You know, I need to chill. I need to chill. I need to chill. But like during election night, you're looking at this like, what the fuck is happening? Like I don't know how that was. A you thing, know what? Even though I was actually pretty calm this election night because I was watching it and I was like, yo, this math looks really good for Biden. Like I got a little disappointed because oh. I got hyped up on Texas. Mm-hmm. I got Texas, like, yeah. It got that, me that's what happened, yeah. Because that was anecdotal because like in my neighborhood, there's not really a lot of Trump signs. And I've seen some Biden signs and I live in Tarrant County, which is like the biggest county in Texas that's not blue. It actually went blue this time. Uh, but it's the it's where Arlington is, Fort Worth, that's Tarrant County. And so I saw I saw the numbers in Tarrant County and I saw the numbers in Texas. I was like, Hold on, something's happening here. And then the same day vote came in, and I was like, ah, not yet. But it's still not bad. But I was like, not yet. Right. And then I saw Florida, and I was really shocked by the Miami-Dade number. Like, that shocked yeah. me because it was just very not like it normal was. But I didn't expect him to win Florida, so I didn't get too upset. But then I started looking at the math, and I was just like, 
And now they were like, oh, none of the mail-in votes have been counted yet in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, <laughs> Arizona. And I mean, and I was like, oh, this looks, this actually, uh, if all the Democrats are voting by mail, this is going to come back. And, I, and at that yeah. point, I ended up staying up all night because that's just kind of how it was. Like, I didn't go to sleep till like seven in the morning because I was just, I, I actually, I think it was a Trump speech that got me when he came on. It was like, I already won. I was like, what is going on? Like, what, like, what, like, what is going on? I'm always, I, I, we meant to talk about this earlier, but like the meat, the one thing that needs to change is like the way the media describes things and talks about things. It's getting a little bit better. Like, the way they describe the things that Trump does and things like that, they need to start turning that on the voters. Like they need to start saying, and it's very concerning that there's so many people in the country that supports these things and starts analyzing those things because it's very weird when you see those things. But yeah, I did have a drink uh, with uh, <laughs> during the election. Um, uh, Rich, are you? Let's talk a little bit about wrestling. So, mm. um, I, can you? I've been, I'm pretty all caught up on WWE. I've been consistent on that. Uh, I guess I'll start with there. How great is this Roman Reigns Tribal Chief storyline? Is this not the best thing in like years? It is. And the respect he wants and the respect he needs to be given, it's all just perfectly set up. And even uh, Jay, it's like, I hate you, man. I hate you. Like he's just crying as he's like, oh, man. Oh, that, oh. It, I'm I'm so enthralled with how Roman's playing it and the character he's really just taken so long to develop and extend to the television. It's just awesome. Devin, you have to see this. Like this, Roman Reigns is a bad guy now. If you haven't watched it in a long time, and he's doing I did, I character. seen it with Jay. Yeah, he's doing this character where he's like, I'm the tribal chief. I'm the head of the Samoan table. I put the food on the whole family's plates. Y'all are gonna respect me. And respect my name. And he's like beating the, beating the shit out of Jay. And Jay's not quitting. And he's like, you going to make me do this? He's like, I love you. You're my brother. But I'm the head of the table. You're going to respect me. And he walks around like this smug look on his face. It's just, it's so great. Like, I want to see what's next. I think what's next is the Usos are going to fall in line. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to go to Daniel Bryan next is what I think. And I think he's okay. going to go to Daniel Bryan. And it's going to, the storyline is going to be, you're the reason the people turned on me. You caused all this pain in my life. I'm coming back to inflict this pain on you. Um, I think they're going to go with that. I, I heard some people talking about they want to see Samoa Joe jump in into the Tribal mm-hmm. Chief storyline. I don't know how this is going to work, but they don't really care about the brand stuff. So <laughs> I don't know how right. this is going to work. Um, Rich, what about uh, Sasha being champion again? Do you think they're finally going to let her have an actual run with the belt, or are they going to do the thing that they always do? I think they're going to have her have a little bit of a run, especially with the Mandalorian, because I think given how they're presenting her, they aren't going to do the Batista where they say, oh, you're going to do that little Disney show. I don't, good luck with that. You know, they, they're not going to make that mistake with her. They're going to try to ride that out, get some credit off of her. And then I, I don't think it's going to last long because when Charlotte's finally back up online, that's that's it's an it's an inevitability. <laughs> like I just she's like Thanos. <laughs> she just appears in the portal and she's like, I am inevitable. Um, what do you think about Orton getting a run with the belt at this point in his career and ending the McIntyre run? I love it. Love it. I agree with Devin. I love it. I think 
Randy, all all lives now Black Lives Matter. Randy Orton, like he flipped before Arizona yeah, did. We should have seen it coming. <laughs> he like did. he, like he did that little that that uh, whoop. He's like he is. Uh, he's very good at just being such a creepy jerk. Yes, so and, good. Uh, it, it's magnificent, and so I can't wait for Edge to get back because I know that's going to be that run he's going to get. Edge going to get that last run with that belt. I'm waiting for it to hear on this day when he's got the belt doing the little horns and letting the explosions go off. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. I think it's going to be good. Do you think WWE... I watched... Uh, go ahead, Devin. I watched uh, Tomasa Chopper uh, fight Velveteen Dream last night. Man, mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream just need to get that push, man, because, Lord, that boy is talented. You can't give him a push now. Like, not after... Not after... Uh, not after... What do you do? What do you do? Oh, that's right. He radioactive. Yeah, he's a, he's a little radioactive, right? Oh now. yeah, never mind then. Okay, well, uh, Tommaso Tommaso Chapper's good. I mean, like, I mean, I, I we were we, we were there. Me and Rich were there with you, yeah, with Dream. Yeah, but then yeah, the stuff came out with him and these little boys and well, teenagers and yeah, like he was in oh. the the wrestle. Yeah, yeah, the the speaking out movement. There were several people who spoke out against him to the point where one of the alleged victims started at in triple H like how you gonna be talking during these press conferences about you've got no credible evidence when I sent you all of this and then just linked everything he sent triple H and it's like oh yeah Velveteen's a bit radioactive um so also on Raw we got Oscar who I love I think Oscar's mm-hmm. the best promo in WWE like <laughs> she, I don't know what she's saying but it's so entertaining every single time mm-hmm. like every single time it's so entertaining um, Rich, do you think WWE is going to start allowing fans soon, given that AEW is allowed some fans and things of that nature? you think WWE is going to try to find a place in Florida where they can have some fans? Well, they've been experimenting. I know one thing they've done with some of the shows is with Thunderdome, arranged it so that the fans are kind of above the screens. Mm-hmm. So that way mm-hmm. you don't have that down in front. It's like there's no one in front. What are you doing? Uh, so that they, I think they're going to do something like that. And I also think they are going to try to keep up with AEW, try to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, because they want that, look at all of what we have here. Kind of Yeah, hey, so can you preview the pay-per-view for us for, on uh, AEW? Cause yeah, sure. Me seeing, me seeing the Young Bucks, I was like, what? I was like, okay, I didn't know they, they were there. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about... Oh, yeah, Devin uh, didn't know that um, FDR, I mean, not FDR. Um, FTR? FTR is in AEW. Uh, so, okay, yeah. we'll go through a couple of those matches I'll ask Rich about. Rich, are you excited about uh, Moxley and Kingston? Oh, I love that. That's the match I'm most looking forward to on that card, especially after the promo. Like, if you guys didn't see it on Wednesday, Eddie Kingston gave the promo that basically proved why he deserved to be on that roster and why he deserves to be in the world title scene with John Moxley because they've wrestled mm-hmm. for years together back in CZW and whatnot. And he, the, the, the crux of it was he admitted – He's a scumbag, and he's a scumbag right now because that's the only way he could have gotten this job and do dirty things he's not proud of, and that also has resulted in him getting a title match. And then Boxy came back with, I know your mother. I promised your mom when we started wrestling I would make sure to look out for you even when you were screwing up. And the second he mentioned his mother's name, and he turned around, he's like, oh, you mf -er." Like, you could see a mouth. Like, it was... uh, the one thing I love I about it. yeah, yeah. 
the one thing I love about AEW when they do promos like that, it's people arguing. Like we're talking right now, all three of us. Sometimes we might accidentally speak over one another, but it's natural talk. It's not WWE. I'm gonna talk. You're good. Yes, yes. And yes. so when he was like, "You gonna let me finish? I'm not gonna let you finish." Oh, no. That's just like raw. And then by the end of that, when he was like, <laughs> "Sorry, I'm so fired up. I'm imitating him and choking on my own." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I'm a." I'm gonna stab you right here. I'm gonna st- oh, mm. he's like can't do it. Tony said we can't touch. I just hope so that, I, I, I hope they don't go too far. Like they did wrestle in CZW, and I didn't watch CZW because I wasn't into like deathmatch stuff. But I know they used to be in the deathmatch game, both of them. And I just don't want them to go too far because uh, I don't think you can do that. Like I don't think you can do that when you're on that platform. Like I don't think you can go that far on that platform. Well, the one thing they're going to do, remember, the one rule Tony Khan has when it comes to pay-per-views, they kind of give him the green light to get extreme, to, to bleed a lot. And that's been a hallmark, because remember this time last year, that was another match Moxley was in where he was bleeding all over the place in full gear. So I, I think they're going to, there's go, there will be blood, as the movie said. Yes. Um, I need more Kenny Omega, yo. I just need some more. more okay, Kenny, so more that's Kenny what I want to talk to Rich about. So. His character right now is such a dork. Like every time I see him come down, he's like such a dork to me. Is that you don't like the Kleenets? Is that on purpose? Is that on purpose or is he just a dork? Like I'm because I I only can I say yes to both? (laughs) Because I I know you watched him at DDT and you watched him a lot in Japan. I only watched his matches, so I never saw the character. I was just me me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. When he would wrestle Okada or when he would watch wrestle Tanahashi or when anybody you know. And the matches were so great, but I never saw the character Kenny Omega. So I'm this is so startling to me as somebody who didn't watch DDT and see the character of the cleaner or whatever that he was back then. So like yeah. is that like the character what is the character that he's doing? Like what is that? Right now he's doing a mutant of some of the stuff he did in DDT, some of the stuff he did on being the elite before uh him and Hangman like made up, and just this new thing. So ultimately, he's trying to be uh, the equivalent of, I'm trying to think of Homeboy's name from Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the second evil ex played by uh, Cap, where he's supposed to be uh, Gideon Gray. No, that's the boyfriend. That's the main guy. Uh, he's supposed to be like, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And I'm, oh, just, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just trying hard. It's like, I really hate these sons yeah, <laughs> and it's like so they're catching him on camera doing because that he's just completely vapid now. Like even if you notice when the young bucks were getting jumped, usually it would have been Hangman that was last because he was too drunk to get in the ring. Now Kenny's kind of like, oh yeah, I got it. I'm here to save you guys, and it's already over mm-hmm. with the fighting. So he's just that's his thing because on being the elite, he did that, and when that was one of my favorite uh, segments he would do where he would have these great conversations. And then he would just go on this rampage. Uh, he did one in particular about internet fans giving him five stars. He's like, oh, Dave Pelch, you gave me five stars. Oh, my God. I'm so great. Oh, my God. And, and, and people lost it. They were like, how dare you? You got six stars. He's like, oh, six stars. Oh, my God. Tony's not doing six stars anymore. Kenny's getting crazy. He's like, oh, wow. He so if, when he starts getting bitter about it, that's what's going to make this even more of an entertaining character. But I think it's a slow burn. Okay. Um, are you expecting FTR's run to end and the Young Bucks to finally win the belts? 
I think they're going to win, but Matt, I think, is legit from the last thing I saw. He's legit hurting his ACL, so they might not have a long reign. They wrote themselves in a corner by saying, like Cody did, if they don't win, they will never challenge for the titles again. And so I think mm. they have to win. So I've been, I've been, I've watched, I, I watched them a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't watched the last two weeks. So I was watching up until two weeks ago, but I, the story they've been trying to tell is very weird to me because you would think they would be baby faces versus FTR, but they're not really baby faces. But then they, I saw that they had an interview and they were like, we did this because we had to get ourselves together. But I, it just was very weird storytelling to me. With, with the young bucks that I wasn't really uh yeah like into. imagine you're trying to get yourself together you're not gonna go super kick Tony Schiavone uh, right <laughs> super kick and then throw Shavani. money at him it's like here's the fine yeah it was so weird to me um especially going to a match with two heels <laughs> um is Cody wrestling Mr. Brody Lee at this pay-per-view no he's wrestling Darby Allen Oh, for the Darby. TNT okay. Darby man Darby Allen looks like he is ready to get that work man he's I'm ready yo person. He's a crazy yeah, person. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Um, the other thing is, um, what's the, um, oh, really athletic Come. wrestler? Mm-hmm. Um, AW. Um, Pac? No, not Pac. Um, flamboyant. What's uh, Sunny Kiss? Sunny Kiss. I watched Sunny Kiss in a few weeks ago. Amazing. Probably at the collective against. Uh, what? Uh, needs to be on TV <clears throat> way more. What's mm-hmm. like? Is the, like? Will I see him on dark? <laughs> yeah, Sonny's on dark a lot. He has a tag team, or they have a tag team with. Um, okay. Uh, Joey Janela, and okay. they're 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 pretty good together. I, I like that tandem. Uh, there's also, let's see, who else is going to be wrestling? Oh, John Silver. John Silver is they call him the Meat Man. He, he wrestled in the Buffalo <laughs> area. He's a shorter dude, but he's like a muscle hamster. Not like to the level of Pac, but he's still a pretty big dude. But he's earned that spot by being an entertaining character in the Dark Order. And he is the Oh, yeah, funniest. that's a really, really short dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is, oh, he steals any episode of being the lead he's on. And he's just, he is the perennial, like, anytime something's going on, you'll see Brody Lee. He's like, shut up, Silver. And Silver's <laughs> not even doing it. He's like that beaten dude in the group, and everyone's always picking on him. So he, he plays that role quite well. And then right. the, the last thing with AEW is, do you think uh, MJF jo- joins the um, inner circle? Inner circle. I think he does. I think he's going to pull a Macaulay Culkin and the good son and get Sammy out the paint. And then take over the the, the dark uh, the inner circle from Jericho. Yeah, because I've, I've been seeing a lot of people yeah, yeah. thinking that this is going to turn Jericho babyface, and then MJF... I mean now's probably not the time given his tweets. <laughs> yes, he's, uh... he's... <clears throat> the worst thing about that is the people that feel the need to defend them, and the and the worst thing about that is the people who claim to be on your side who defend them. Right when they'll be like, yeah. I don't like Trump either, but Jericho has a right to say whatever he wants, and I'm like. Yeah, nobody say he doesn't have a right to say that. But we, <laughs> we also have a right to like light his ass up for saying that stupid stuff. He got on Twitter the other day and says, I'm not political, but does anybody find it weird that they're still counting votes the day after the election? I'm like, 
Yeah, that's what happens in an election. And if you are political, why did you do? Why did you donate thousands of dollars to the Trump campaign, buddy? And you were here in America in two thousand when it went until December. Yeah. Yes, yes. It you was... literally, like Lance Storm quote tweeted him was like, "You literally helped me write while I was in WCW like skits for me to make them funny." Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, man? Like, I don't understand. Like, man. Like, just, I don't get it, man. But, you know, you can do that lying salt. So, yeah. You can't talk just about asking it. questions. <laughs> just asking questions. I don't know, guys. Change my mind. I don't mm. know. Uh, oh, there was one more, one last thing. Um, what's mm. been going on with Orange? I saw the Orange Jericho match. He's fighting, John. Yeah. But he's, he's fighting Silver. Oh, yeah. he's fighting Silver. Okay. Yeah, I thought I I was one of those people who were like, oh, there was one thing I wanted to ask you about in wrestling in general, Rich. I was going to mm-hmm. save this for like next time you invited me on a deep dive, but yeah. like I had this theory that like part of the decline in the popularity in wrestling has to do with the decline in larger than life characters, and I mean larger than life athletes, not characters, but mm-hmm. literally larger than life athletes. Meaning, like if I watch the NBA. One of the reasons the NBA is so popular is because there's six, eight, six, nine dudes that can run like the wind and jump out the gym and do all these kind mm-hmm. of crazy athletic things. When I watch the NFL, I can see 300 pounders run like they're 175 pounds. I can watch wide receivers do crazy things. Like the sheer athleticism and size and skill of these people jumps off the screen and is something that you are drawn to as a sports fan, right? And so even back in the day, I'm not saying that people should be steroided up like back in the day. But if you watch like Mid-Atlantic Wrestling or WWE in the 80s or, or even go back to the 70s, like the dudes were like six foot, six, even the ones that weren't on steroids, 6'1", 6'2", 220 pounds, 230 pounds, like imposing men, right? <clears throat> and so today, over the last 10 years, the business has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Do you think that for a casual fan, where we used to have casual wrestling fans and we don't have them anymore, do you think that for a casual fan, when they tune in, and you used to be like, man, look at these people, they're so big, and they, like it was like a a thing that you didn't see every day, and now you tune in if you're a casual fan, and you see a dude that looks like you, or a dude that looks like your little brother, do you think that has something to do with the popularity of wrestling, or do you think I'm overthinking it? I think some of it, you got it. I think some of it might be a little overthinking, and some of it's also we've had 25 years of the WWE being the only company in the United States really successfully doing shows. And so we haven't had a chance to see what another vision is like. And I think seeing the way AEW's done it, particularly when I talk about what happened with uh, Moxley and Kingston, you get to see a dude who isn't in the best of shape. Eddie's, you know, he, he's wrestler shape. He looks like, but he looks like a dude you, don't, you wouldn't want to run into in the Bowery. Like Harley Race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's got that look. Um, when you have guys like Luchasaurus, he's big, but he's also goofy. And so that's kind of like, eh, is somebody going to really take that serious? Not Probably not. Same with Marco. By himself, Marco looks like a sideshow act. But when you see him wrestle the right person, like an MJF or something like that, you can become, hey, I want this guy to do well because this other guy's a jerk. Uh, <laughs> I th- so I think there has to be something. Cody actually mentioned this during his pre, uh, pre-full-gear press conference today. 
it has to be a, some sort of tie, some emotional pull, because that pulls you in more than the moves will. And if it's the big guy or if it's the person you resonate with or it's the Mick Foley, whatever it needs, they need that. And I, I don't think, uh, especially with WWE, they honor that too much. Like a Kevin Owens, he gets far more play than he does. Definitely. But Vince looks at the body and he's like, man. But even Kevin Owens looks like somebody who could win in a fight. I think I'm more so talking mm-hmm. about like the really, really small dudes. But I'll tell you where this came from. Because uh, mm-hmm. we only got, uh, we'll just go a few more minutes. I don't want to keep you all night. Um, Appreciate the it. Other, the other day, I watched Kabashi Joe on YouTube. I haven't seen it in a long time. But I watched Kabashi Joe on YouTube. And I'm watching Kabashi, and I'm like, his chest is huge. Like, this dude looks like somebody you do not want to mess with. And then he's fighting Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe looks like somebody you do not want to mess with. And if you were watching <laughs> Ring of Honor back then, they presented Samoa Joe as someone who you do not want to mess with. And so I'm watching this match, and these dudes are going back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, these look like people who are fighters. They look like like. And this is not a long time ago. This is like 10 years ago mm-hmm. or whatever. This isn't like 1980s wrestling like I was talking about at the beginning. But I watched Kabashi and I was like, I can see why Kabashi was such a big star. Like, you can just mm-hmm. see it. He has the physical presence and the wrestling ability. Like, it's all together. And then I would and I would, I would, turn into like Raw or AEW and then I would see Orange. Or I would see Sullivan. Or I would see Marco. You know, I would see these dudes who were just like, 175 pounds. Five it's pounds. like some regular dude. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm that big. I'm six one, like two seventy. And when I was playing football, when I was in college, I was six one, two thirty. But like, I never considered myself. I played safety. Like, there were dudes mm-hmm. much bigger than me. And I would look at wrestling. I'm like, oh, these like the Rock's two seventy five. Steve Austin's two sixty. Yeah. Triple H is two sixty. Undertaker's two seventy. Like it was like just back then. So and I watch it today, and I just be like. I can I still love it because I'm a big wrestling fan, but I can see why somebody who would just tune in would be like, "So you expect me to take this seriously?" And I don't I don't want to be like get off your lawn. Like, I feel like I sound like get off no. your lawn, but like I just wanted to get your opinion on that because it just popped up. I was watching Kabashi Joe and I got so into it, and I was like, "Man, is there anybody like Kenta Kabashi right now? Like, is there anyone like him in any country?" Yeah, Walter. Walter, Walter, yes, I, I love Walter. I yes. would say <laughs> Walter is. If, the, if you yeah. didn't get a chance, watch this week's NXT UK. The Walter match versus Ilya Dragunov is one of the best matches I've seen this year. I'm definitely gonna watch because I love. I was about to say that I love Walter. He reminds me. Walter's a big, burly dude. Like he looks like somebody you don't want to mess with. Um, Tony Storm is getting back in shape. Shout out to Tony, Tony Storm. Keep working back together. I love Tony Storm. I don't know why like, they don't use her. Yeah, mm-hmm. like she no, was, she, she she uh, fucked her knee. She fucked oh, her knee. She hurt up, and she gets, yeah, she's she back on weight. NXT now. And then, yeah, oh, the last thing we're wrestling yeah. before we get out of here is, um, Rich, what the hell is that? What the hell is that Natty's Instagram, YouTube? What is that? Why do I see that all over Twitter? <laughs> I, I you got to ask, you asked the wrong dude. You got to ask Cam because <laughs> I saw it last night for the first time because I saw the allusions to it. And then I finally, okay, let me just search and see what they're, I was like, what, what is this? What is that? <laughs> I've never seen any sisters just randomly walk up to each other and like slap each other on the, on the boob and just like, that's hello. Or pouring whipped cream on each other. It's like, either they know what they're doing or they don't know and somebody needs to tell them because yes. this is wild. It's, it, especially with Natty. Like, mm-hmm. 
it just completely caught me off guard. And I was like, am I the only one who didn't know anything about this? Like, am I late to the party? Like, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really weird and funny. Um, all right, Rich, thank you so much for joining me Absolutely. in this election time. Before we get out of here, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter, where they can find you on the PW Torch, what you got coming up this week, all the good stuff. Yeah, sure. So as always, pleasure. Happy to be here. Always open up the invitation to both of y'all. Happy to have you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rich underscore fan, F-A-N-N. And my shows are The Deep Dive, which is a weekly show I do on Saturdays. Uh, this week I got Will Cooling for part three of the collective review. And we're going to talk a little bit about the election from a UK perspective. Uh, and then a little bit about NXT UK and kind of their additions. Uh, and then I also do Radican Worldwide with Sean Radican. I'm his co-host in the East Coast cast where I started. I'm the co-host on the VIP end with Travis Bryant. You can always search PW Torch on anywhere you get podcasts. If you search PW Torch, or a live cast, you'll find either the deep dive or any of the other shows I do. And you do the you do the Wade Keller um, post game show every once in a while too, right? Weren't you just on SmackDown? Yeah, I was just on the one for SmackDown, and that was fun with Wade pre election. Uh, one of the things I think I'm very proud of, you mentioned it a few minutes ago with Jericho, but I can be proud to say what as long as I've been at the torch now five and a half years, I have a boss who does not play the game when it comes to Yes. the election like he's talking about how he's canvassing for by doing all this stuff he's like listen go vote y'all this is very important like yeah, so get, let's get this done try to act like it doesn't exist and i love yeah. wade so much because he will talk about it like i was listening mm-hmm. to him and todd one time and he'll just constantly make pokes about trump about the election and it's like so often if we're being honest white men in these positions will just mm-hmm. be like uh even even if they're liberal even if they're political liberal mm-hmm. They'll just be like, yeah, I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to lose subscribers or I don't want to lose listeners. And Wade is just like, no, it's bigger than that. And like, how can I not? Like, how can I live in a world where I don't bring this up or it doesn't come up? And I I really, really love that. That's part of the reason why I always stay subscribed to the torch, because I know that the person I'm giving my money to is not a bad person. And it's always good to know Mm -hmm. that the person you're giving your money to is not a bad person. Um, so, yeah, Rich, thank you uh, for joining us. Devin, you got anything? Nope. So, I got better. Yep. So, we're, <laughs> so we're, getting, we're getting back to being on time. Um, we'll be back next week for another episode. Mike should, Mike's going to be in Mexico next week. So, uh, Just me and you, son, let's do it. Scuba diving. So it'll be me and Devin. Maybe we'll get another guest, but uh, we're getting back on track. Uh, let's hope this election continues the way it's going. And that the and that the Trump supporters don't lose their mind in the next couple of weeks. Uh, uh, shout out, uh, shout out Charmaine, shout out Rasani, shout out Steph, shout out uh, Reese, shout out uh, two old girls. Love y'all. Yes, me and oh, Reese is going to be on hindsight with me and Rasani this week doing Street Fighter, the actual Street Fighter movie. So mm. uh, that's a terrible movie. I think we reviewed it on here. But uh, yeah. Raul Julia, like, like Jean-Claude Van Damme, it's a bad movie. But I can't wait to rewatch it. So check out Hindsight if you're not subscribed to that already. Uh, but yeah, uh, for Rich and Devin, uh, Brandon, we're out. Peace.